Effective body language won't necessarily close a deal for you. However, ineffective body language and spatial awareness of this will absolutely blow an opportunity for you. 81% of salespeople show up and throw up. They present to a selling opportunity and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. And you've completely ruined that sales opportunity. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Make It Happen Show, where it's time for you to make it happen. In these implementation sessions, we're joined by an industry expert who will take you through in detail how to make it happen in your business. These are full of implementable actions. So get your pens ready, take notes, and be ready to apply these to your business. Let's get into it. Well, hello all, my name's Kane Draper. I've been in business development for 15 years now across global private, public, not-for-profit and charitable organizations. Over the years, I've been featured in many awards, BRW Fast 100, Smart Company, Smart 50 Awards, CEO Magazine, Business Development of the Year, and recently got recognized in the top 100 sales influencers to watch in 2022. Um, in short, I'm an executive sales and leadership coach and author, and then certified in neurolinguistic programming and a DISC coach. So really, uh, as a summary, I'm obsessed with understanding people and ultimately how we apply that to businesses which want to grow. I know how to scale businesses and create sustainable scale. How do we do that? It's not through cowboys. It's not through those single standalone gun salespeople, but it's a focus on elite systems and processes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. In terms of connecting with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. These are the three platforms where I do my best work, okay? So today I'm going to take you through the four pillars which will exponentially grow your conversion. But first, I want to talk through the three key elements which make up a sale. The three key elements, attitude, knowledge, and skill. Attitude, it's your approach. It's your preparation. It's your understanding of the competition. Knowledge, it's knowledge about our customer, knowledge about our product, and then knowledge about the market. Whereas skills, these are specific selling skills, how to manage an objection, how to better convert, or how to win more businesses. Now, when I ask sales teams how they break that up in terms of percentage, I get varying feedback. Whereas the simple fact is 80% of a selling situation makes up attitude. Okay. And the four pillars of selling are all about this, the attitude, and that's as simple as it gets. So having a clear understanding as to what we're hoping to achieve in a sales opportunity with a prospective client is no longer just a transactional conversation. Okay. In an ever-changing competitive market, we need to think clearer and take advantage of key moments to be constantly moving the buyer toward a conversion or toward that transaction and ultimately in them being more confident in our product or service. So let's get stuck in. Let's get through to the four pillars to guarantee your success in selling. Number one, you should never judge a book by its cover. Who's heard of that saying before? I'm quietly confident that everyone on this podcast today would have heard that saying anywhere between 50 and 500 times in their life. Is that fair? So the fact is our brain architecture is more than 2 million years old. And look, I, I agree that it's pretty spectacular. It functions at breakneck speed. However, it also contains old world programming. What do I mean by this? We are designed 
to judge a book by its cover. It's natural human instinct, okay? It's our fight or flight response driven by our cortex. Whether we like it or not, it is happening, okay? And exactly the same way that each and every one of you, when you automatically saw me today or you heard my voice, you would have created an opinion of me, okay? My values, the kind of person I am, how I dress, uh, if you are looking at me visually, your expectations of me, who I would associate with, my demeanors, basically an entire picture of me was created in your cortex within four seconds of laying eyes on me or listening to my voice per day, okay? That's the four second rule. It's pretty bloody scary, right? So within four seconds, I've either got you on my side or I've created a negative image and I need to win you on my side, okay? You must be wondering by now, why is this important, okay? The fact is, this is super important because it creates a superior advantage opportunity for us. If we know why it's happening, that it is happening, we can then plan for it. Okay, let me give you some examples. Nonverbal communication is 10 times more powerful than verbal communication. So we can plan for that. Okay, how you manage your time, how you manage your posture in a selling situation, your appearance, your gestures, your facial expressions, the amount of time you make eye contact, that's critical. Even in the simplest situations that we're strung by today in Zoom meetings, okay, the way that you're constantly making eye contact. In selling situations where you're face-to-face, -face, even the simplest things like your smell, okay, it is critical and people remember you, how clean cut you are, what you're wearing, how much jewelry you have on, all right? Further to that, we can talk about your website, your email communications, your signature, your phone manner, or even your voicemail, okay? People will judge you on this so we can take advantage of that, okay? Effective body language won't necessarily close the deal for you. However, ineffective body language and spatial awareness of this will absolutely blow an opportunity for you. The vast majority of Australian businesses POP. What do I mean by that? POP, practice on our prospects. Okay, we need to create regular sales meetings within small businesses where we, we review and we forecast weekly meetings. Okay, we put aside time to bounce different situations and scenarios off each other. What worked, what didn't work. Okay, doing this allows us to work on our book cover in house. We need to design our book cover so that they judge us on how we wish to be perceived. All right. Think about the best sports teams in the world. Okay. What comes to mind? You might think about the All Blacks. You might think about the big NFL teams. You might think about the Premier League teams. Okay. The best teams in the world, the reason they are successful, okay, is because 95% of the time they are practicing. Okay. They will train and practice all week long to only compete on the weekends. They hone their skills, their strategy, their unique advantages, and they leverage key players and key play processes over the course of the week to put themselves in the best positions to compete on the weekend. The question is, why don't we do this in small business?
all right? We need to make, make use of better opportunities to hone our skills during the week so that when we go out there and compete, we're competing to the best of our ability. That's pillar number one, all right? Judging our book by its cover, we can use to our advantage. Pillar number two, rewire your prospect's brain. We need to transcend people or prospects to a different place, okay? Where your prospect is right now when you go into a selling situation is not who you are selling to, okay? We need to clearly articulate a picture for them on what the future looks like for them when they engage with you. How bright is it, okay? We need to show them how our product service, our business will get them a pat on the back. What time, What sort of lifetime value can we add for them? Okay. We're providing information to our prospect, their brain processes it. So this is NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and then their brain projects an image for them of what that looks like. Okay. The interesting thing about this is perception is very, very different for every single person listening to this today. Let me give you an example of an activity I regularly do with my clients. So look, if you've got a pen and paper handy, great, grab it right now. I might quickly even do this activity with you guys, all right? So I'm going to say a word, all right? I'm going to say a single word that I'm giving, going to give you three to five seconds simply to draw whatever comes to mind, okay? This is the exact activity I do with my clients. Are you ready for that word? The word is beer. Quickly draw or write down whatever comes to mind. Okay. The most interesting thing that I find when I do the simplest activity with this is the amount of responses I get. I'll have people come back and have drawn a beautifully crafted bottle of Forex, or they might come back and simply write the four letters beer, or they might draw a picture of their favorite pint at the local around the corner. Okay. The simplest word that I give to a number of people creates a different perception on how they see that word and what comes to mind. Okay, that's critically important when you're selling to someone is because what you're putting out there comes back as a different perception. They create their own reality. Okay, so we need to know exactly how our prospect perceives our product. Okay, how do we do that? Simple tools like disk profiling. I'm not sure if many of you are familiar with this, but there's a personality profiling tool, which is number one in the world. So utilizing disk, understanding how people like to buy rather than just us showing up and selling. Okay. The key difference between what your prospect has now and what they don't have, okay? That's another way we can really run with this. So rewiring their brain to not just desire you, but need you. Let me give you an example of this. If you're sitting by the side of the pool uh, and there's signs up throughout or right across the, um, the whole fence line of the pool that says, do not run, and you have, um, say, a teenager run past you and fall over, Okay, there's two ways that you could approach that situation. Ultimately, with the key outcome in ensuring that that teenager never runs by that poolside again. The first is you could walk up to that teenager, point over to the sign and say, you know what, you shouldn't be running, uh, don't run, give them a Band-Aid and wish them on their merry way. Okay, that's what most of us would do. The second, um, the second way, which is slightly more graphic, is you could walk over to that teenager 
maybe have a little bit of salt on your hands, rub a little bit of salt into that wound and allow them to feel that sting, then point up to that sign and say, look, you shouldn't run, then give them a Band-Aid and send them on their merry way. Now, out of those two scenarios, which one do you think is going to cut deeper in ensuring that person or that teenager never runs again? Okay, it's obviously the second one. Rubbing salt in the wound sometimes is very important to help your prospect to understand the benefit you can add and providing them a Band-Aid. So if you recognize that there's a particular pain point, don't all of a sudden always just reach for the Band-Aid and say, we can do this, this, and this, all right? Dig a little bit deeper on what that pain point is before you give them the Band-Aid, and that's rubbing salt in the wound. Hey team, it's Jack again. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Make It Happen Show. If you're a business owner who wants to elevate every area of your life, you want to create a vision for your life so compelling that you're literally pulled towards it. You want to create a roadmap that not only ensures you're showing up every day as your best self, but your experience of life is one of fulfillment, happiness, and success. Then you have to join me at the Elevated Entrepreneur Experience. Head to www.the-entourage.com event, and I look forward to seeing you there. Now, let's get back to the show. What you're really doing here is taking them to a place where they can visualize how important it is to work with you and that they would significantly regret not accepting your proposal. That's pillar number two. Pillar number three is to play to the gap, okay? What is the gap? Every single business has the gap. The gap is an area between where they are now and where they want to be. Okay, let me just make that really clear. We're not talking about revenue or net profit. Okay, for example, the gap is where they need help to get where they're going, whether that be a product, a service, a consultant, reliability, continuity. It can be a combination of quantitative and qualitative aspects. No doubt everyone here has a, a two, a five, or a 10 year plan. Okay, the simple fact is you can't get to that point without identifying what needs to happen in the gap to get to that point. And this is exactly how we approach the sale, okay? In this market, this competitive global market right now, it's the people we are selling to, we are the gap. My product, my service, my business is the gap, okay? And this is the mantra that you need to have in small business going forward. We are the gap. Our key problem is that 81% of salespeople show up and throw up. They present to a selling opportunity and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. And you've completely ruined that sales opportunity. All right. Once we really hone in on exactly what they perceive as being the most important thing for them, we need to give them a picture of what life is like without us. Okay. So a truly masterful salesperson will bring separation in their current situation versus their desired situation. Okay. And then we clarify to the prospect what the desired situation looks like and why they need us in their life. 
okay? We aren't here just to sell things, but we're not here to sell our product or service. We're here to sell the future, what their future looks like with us and how they need us to fill that gap, all right? Get them to feel the pain, feel that hurt, all right? And even if he, if he or she starts speaking about that pain that that would cause them, that's even more powerful, okay? But then you can start to apply that Band-Aid solution. Think about that simple fact. The simple fact is that you have a meeting in the first place. The fact that you have that meeting in the first place with someone means they're already semi-interested in your product. They already recognize there's a gap between their current situation and their desired situation. Okay, so you're already three quarters of the way there. You just need to identify what that gap is and how your product or your service plays into that gap okay the easiest way to identify what that gap is is to ask them ask them in a way what does your ideal service look like what are you looking for in a partner that does this this and this what is important for your business okay be blunt and brash in identifying what is it the gap they're looking for and what are their needs to hit their desired future outcomes okay Pillar number four, pillar number four is to prove and then repeat that process, okay? Many businesses will fail with hope marketing. What do I mean by this? If I've won this client in this process, I'll clearly be able to win this client doing the same process and it won't, okay? Your approach needs to be unique, targeted and to a specific audience, succinct and to the point, Okay, and it's to the point based on the unique selling proposition we have. Okay, we need to get the to get the customer begging to want more of us. Okay, the proven reliable process needs to be scalable. It needs to, where possible, be automated. It needs to have buy-in from everyone on our team. Okay, so I'm not just talking about the salespeople that are pitching our product or service. I'm talking about our marketing team, our operations team, our back-end team that might be offshore, okay, running our account management processes. One question that I regularly ask my clients, and this is talking about a scalable, proven, repeatable process, okay? I ask them, what's the easiest sale you have ever made? Tell me about the easiest sale you've ever made in your life. And 90% of people that I ask that for will say it's been with a current customer, okay? It might have been winning more business that we've already had. It might have been leveraging more opportunities that we currently have with a transactional client and then turning them into a customer, okay? Or it might be through referral opportunity, okay? The fact is, and this is proven by research, 78% of salespeople don't ask for referrals. Okay, this is our current customers, right? They're the raving fans of our business. They're on repeat. They're using our product day or pro product or service day in, day out. Okay, the fact is, it doesn't matter what industry, what market, or what geography. Yes, it might be a small industry. However, you would not believe how much money is won or lost by looking right under our nose, okay? Simply with platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, we are more connected to our current industries, market competitors and network than ever before. The question is, why aren't we asking? 
And I'll tell you why we aren't asking. The reason we're not asking is we don't know how to ask in the right way. And I'm going to give this to you right now. The way in which you best ask for a referral and will get an appropriate referral is driving your customer back to the emotion of why they engaged in you in the, with you in the first place. What do I mean by that? Look at the current customer and the outcomes you've had. For example, if I'm, if I'm working with John Doe business, I would give John a call and say, John, look, over the past 12 months, we've achieved this. Over the past 12 months, our marketing campaigns have gone from this to this. We may have achieved a revenue increase of this. We may have increased our margin. We may have increased our touch points to ensure um, we have far greater presence across LinkedIn of this number, across Instagram at this point, our, our, our touch points are this, this, and this. Whatever you have created for that particular business, clearly articulate that back to the person that's your customer. Okay. The reason we do that is we're emotionally engaging them on the outcome that we've had. It makes them feel good. Okay. Then we transition from that conversation into whether they might have someone that could also benefit from those types of results. John, we've had such great outcomes. Um, this is what we've done X, Y, and Z. Uh, do you feel like you might know someone that would also benefit from this in your industry? Or is there anyone in your network that you, you feel like we could have similar results with? All right. The simplest transition in the way we ask for the referral drives a far greater outcome in the amount of referrals we get. Okay. Here's a second hot tip. The easiest way that you can ensure referrals are front and center all the time is to put a revenue line in your PL that says referrals. Okay. So under revenue, don't just have revenue and the outcome, have referral revenue and the outcome. The simple fact is what gets tracked gets done. So if we forecast for it, if we plan for it, if we engage in it, if we're constantly having conversations about the referral revenue we bring in week in and week out, we are going to drive outcomes in referral revenue. So if it's tracked and measured, it'll be achieved. Okay, so to quickly recap on this framework, and this is the framework we need to have in every approach to sales, the four pillars of scalable selling. One, people will judge us let them judge. However, let this process be enabler of ours. The second pillar, show your prospect how beautiful the future will be with us. Okay, transcend your prospect to a new place, rewire their brain. The third pillar, ensure that your client knows that we are the gap. We will move them toward the long-term strategy. And pillar number four, and one of the most important ones is to rinse and repeat, be able to scale the process. Look at the potential business which is right under our nose. Those are the four pillars which will guarantee scalable selling. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. As I said, please connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Would love to share some of this knowledge. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, we can chat through a 15-minute implementation session if I can support you guys in any way. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Make It Happen Show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And it doesn't need to end there. We've actually gone and grabbed a whole bunch of extra resources for you. Behind the scenes footage, videos from this and all the other episodes, as well as show notes that you can grab for free. Just head along to www.the-entourage.com slash podcast and you can grab all those extra resources. 
Thanks for tuning in and I cannot wait to introduce you to our next guest on the next episode.